This is the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich. Make yourself comfortable and fasten your seatbelt. Tom and his guests are about to share powerful stories, trade business building insights, and have a few laughs. Tom created this podcast to help you captivate prospects and inspire them to act so you can get more clients quickly and easily. That's what powerful storytelling is all about. That's what this podcast is all about. So let's get this party started. Here's your host, Tom Ruich. Hello and welcome to the Story Power Marketing Show. Today's episode is called How to Land More Clients the Aussie Hermit Way. My guest today is Luke Charlton, also known as the Aussie Hermit. Luke runs a successful ad agency that helps coaches and high-ticket service professionals get clients online. He spent over $16 million on ads. He's helped clients generate more than $50 million in revenue from his ad campaigns. Along with that, he's been hired by some of the top ad agencies to write copy for world-leading experts such as Bob Proctor, Mike Dillard, Neil Patel, Grace Lever, and many, many more. Luke Charlton, welcome to the Story Power Marketing Show. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, happy to have you here. And as I've gotten to know you, what I really have grown to appreciate about you is how focused on systematic approaches to marketing you are. Yeah, it's all about systems. It's all about habits. It's all about predictability. Can you share with us a little bit about some of the some of the approaches that you take to attract clients to grow businesses <laughs> for you and your clients using systems and habits? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm laughing because um, because when I started my journey, it wasn't it wasn't yeah. anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> Me neither. Um, yeah, just for some background, uh, like I started back in 2013, and I quit my job in Australia, and I moved to um, I moved to London. Just I'm back in Australia now, but just because I thought, you know what, I've lived in Australia my whole life, so I'll go over there. And and there's more people in London, so that means it's going to be easy to get clients. Well, it didn't really uh, turn out that way. So, yeah. you know, I was doing networking events. I was doing webinars weekly. I had my own, I called it, um, it, it was Google Hangouts back then. It wasn't YouTube, uh, YouTube Live. So I was, had my own Google Hangout show. I did, um, I did literally did door knocking. Anyway, I did all these kind of like organic free strategies, and I was just kind of like doing the spaghetti at the wall approach, right? Which I think a lot of us business owners do in the beginning, we want to do the organic strategies, but um, yeah, they're very inconsistent. Your clients are very haphazard and it's not a great, uh, it's a very (laughs) unpredictable, come back to your question, a very unpredictable way of growing your business. And I didn't really, I I realized um, after losing a lot of money, it's not a really great way to to grow your business. I'm I'm very, um, uh, I'm a very risk averse person. I didn't really realize that until just kind of reviewing my own habits over the like reflection this past year. I realized I'm actually quite risk averse, like looking at my investment strategies and like as in financial investment strategies and stuff. Anyway, um, and so I think that's what led me to, yeah, I need to really figure out a more predictable way to uh, grow my business. And, that, and that what, that's what led me to paid advertising. This is back in 2015. Mm-hmm. I was tired of, and sick and tired of the organic strategies. They're not predict, predict, at least the ones I was doing. It wasn't predictable. 
So I knew I wanted to run, learn how to run paid ads. And um, that was because, yeah, they've, you know, they're on autopilot, number one, so much more time efficient. Number two, much more predictive, like consistent, right? So if you get the right message, like right now, we're talking right now, I'm literally generating leads um, in the background for my business while I'm recording this, um, you know, this interview with you right now, which is amazing. So there's the autopilot part, but also just predictable leads coming in every single day. Um, And then I've got my two sales guys, they're following up with those leads. I have my own emails that I send out, but um, yeah, so it's a very systemized way. Again, it wasn't that in the beginning, but um, as I said, I'm very risk averse and I want to have that predictability in my business so that (laughs) at the end of the month, I have money to pay, you know, to put food on the table and to um, to pay my staff and to... um, to grow and pay all my bills and also have yeah. some profit. Over. Yeah. You so know, yeah, I'm, yeah oh, anyway, go ahead. I was going to say the irony of this is that I hear from business people who refuse to get into paid advertising because they're risk averse. They'll say, Oh, I don't want to put that's all. Uh, that's a gamble. I don't want to spend the money. It's less risky yeah. to try the free marketing techniques. Yeah, yeah. And then they burn massive amounts of time on various organic techniques, posting on social or doing whatever it is they're doing haphazardly throwing the spaghetti at the wall and they have it completely backwards. Don't they? Yeah. Yeah. That's That is an interesting way of of looking at it. And I was the same in the beginning, right? I mean, because we're very time rich in the beginning when you don't have have much money, you're starting your business generally. Um, But then you realize the value of your time. Like for me, what I did actually, when I came back from London, I got a job in a sidebar and part of that was to pay off some of the debt that I'd accumulated. But the other part was to be able to just put some money towards paid advertising, like just Mm -hmm. 20 bucks. All it takes is 20 to 30 bucks a day to test your message. Like, yes, you don't, you don't want to be spending money and just going, which is what happens with most advertisers, right? As they just spend money and they go, well, when's it coming back in? That's fair enough. You don't want to do that. You, You want to have a system that turns that advertising into high paying clients as an example for us, right? Mm-hmm. And we can talk about how to do that um, in a second. But yeah, you want to have, you want to know that your money is coming back in. But the same goes for organic strategies. Like I see coaches and experts and other business businesses, they'll they'll put out posts, but they don't have a system to turn those that organic strategy into predictable clients either. So Yep. Whether they're doing paid ads or organic, they still usually don't have that predictable system to convert the traffic that they're generating. Yeah, and and that's such a critical point. And I will, uh, I will allow you to dive deeper on what you mean by those systems. But I see it all the time that businesses will invest, whether it's organic or in paid advertising, to drive traffic to where the front mm. page of their website without a call yeah, to yeah. action. Um, yep. They're, they're uh, great. We got on the front page of Google listed for some long tail mm. keyword. Mm-hmm. And, but what happens when somebody clicks my website? Yeah. They don't have any way. Got a lot of likes. Right? <laughs> right. Got, a lot of, it, got a lot of views and likes. And yeah, exactly. Um, there's so, no money yeah, in the bank account. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good way to segue into um what are some of these strategies to really turn traffic into yep. engaged prospects, real uh, real prospects, and then customers, as opposed to just getting caught up in the vanity metrics of likes and visits and so on and so forth? 
Yeah. So, I mean, probably a lot of your listeners have heard of the um, uh, the industry term of funnel, like a sales funnel is, is mm-hmm. what they call it these days. And um, that that word was coming becoming popularized, yeah, probably about 2014, 15, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the path that, again, chasing bright, shiny objects, right? So that was me back then trying to um, use like, so a funnel example would be a webinar. So you send people to a webinar, you deliver your one hour presentation. At the end of that, you pitch your product or your service, right? So that is a mechanism to convert paid advertising or any type of traffic into a client or a customer. Another one could be you promote a book, right? You sell a book for $10, people jump in that, they read it. Um, and then at the end of the book, there's a call to action to speak to you on the phone. And that's a bit more of a longer funnel, but maybe after they buy the book, you pitch them a free consultation with you, right? So mm-hmm. there are a lot of different sales funnels out there and I was chasing all of them. <laughs> I've done them all. And the ironic thing, and I don't do them for my own business, uh, but as you mentioned, like I run an agency for my clients. So the ironic thing is I don't do it for my own business because I just like to teach. I like to keep my business simple and I also like to teach other service professionals that you don't need a complex funnel to get clients. You can just keep mm-hmm. it very simple. So that's what I do, but I can actually do all of them now. Um, I've done like the the low ticket funnels, the um, webinar funnel. I'm literally just in the middle of reviewing a webinar for a for a client. So I can, I've yep. helped many clients with all the different types of funnels, but I don't do them in my own business because I don't, believe in them. I, my my focus is like, look, if you just want to sell a high high price service, which which I'm doing in the coach that I help want to do, then you just need to get it. You just need to. Um, so that is, um, oh, can you still hear? Yeah, cool. I, yeah, um, you did break up there just a tiny bit. So uh, I was getting a, a message. Anyway, um, yeah. So I want like, what's the simplest path to, to get an appointment? Because that's where the sale happens. So that's, that's what, um, uh, so basically, if you if you want to go into my quote unquote funnel, I don't really call sure. it a funnel. It's, yeah, it's kind of like um, so when I got frustrated back in the day when I was trying all these things, I'm like, you know what? I just want something simple. I looked at like what the old school and you'll resonate with this. Like, what did the old school copywriters and marketers do before the internet, or, um, or even right. before funnels? Like, just go back a few years before funnels. It was really simple. It was um, basically you give away a free guide. Um, you built so build your list with some type of free guide. They call it a lead magnet these days. It was an ebook back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so you build your list with quality leads, and then you email that list consistently, and and that's basically yep. it. And that's actually what they did like a hundred years ago. With um, the, it would, you usually would advertise your product or your service or a free guide via a newspaper or a magazine. Yeah, but it was the same goal, right? As you advertised, you built your list, and then you sent that list um, an, another offer, which that would back in the day obviously would be direct mail, so to your to your letterbox versus an an yep. email inbox. Um, but it's the same strategy, and it's super simple. So that's all I started doing. Is like, okay, I'll I'll advertise a free guide, I'll follow up consistently, and that's what started to bring in consistent clients finally. Right. And um, but the key, obviously, the devil is in the details, right? Because everyone's heard of like, oh, I've heard of email, I've heard of lead magnets, I've heard of free books. They don't work for me. I was like, no. Well, that's, yeah. this is where marketing comes in. You've got to give away the right lead magnet. You've got to send the right emails with an offer that actually resonates. Um, yep. So it's not so much the any reason. Like it's not your your you could. So I could take my same message and put it in a webinar funnel, or I could put it in a of a low ticket book funnel. It's not really about the methodology so much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more about the message. But yeah. the reason why I just 
I choose free guide and email follow-up is because that's the simplest method funnel. Again, it's not really a funnel, simplest yep. strategy to get th- that appointment that I mentioned. Yep. And so you're sending emails, what, every uh, six months, every three months, every... <laughs> uh, once every three years. <laughs> What's every perfect? The sales are rolling in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we joke. Tell yeah. us about your email strategy. <laughs> yeah, it's every day. Um, every day. Like yeah. Yeah. Um, especially like with paid advertising because they're they're cold, right? So um the more you email, first of all, the more you the, the quicker you're gonna build that relationship with prospects yep. that have no idea who you are. Um, so that's number one is I, I send daily. Um, and then also daily uh, allows me to get more offers in front of my list because each of my emails has a an offer. It's just a soft call to action, really. It's not like a hard sell pitch buy now with the timer and everything. Right. Um, it's just like, hey, if you need help with whatever I'm talking about that day, getting clients with paid advertising, if you need help crafting your offer, if you need help with your sales process, that's what I help with in my XYZ program. You know, right. let's have a chat. Go here. So I always... Um, have a call to action, but in saying that, I also always have an, it's always an entertaining email and it's always a valuable email. Yeah. And, and this is what one of the many things I believe that you and I have in common and this idea that, that if you are delivering consistently entertaining, informative, valuable Mm. content that you can pitch every single day and this mm. distinction this distinction that some people make between quote valuable content on one hand and selling content or pitches yeah. on the other hand is a really dangerous mm. and, and and frankly stupid idea that some people pitch and because it sets you up that when you are in a position of saying, here's a product or service that I offer that I think would, that you would benefit from, you're, mm. you're sort of defining it as well. This isn't the valuable stuff. I'm you, you know, if you want the valuable stuff, pay attention on Tuesdays, Thursdays, yeah, and yeah, Saturdays. Yeah. <laughs> if you want the pitches, uh, those come every other, no, 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 no. I'm going to provide valuable service, uh, valuable yeah. and entertaining information. And oh, by the way, if you want to continue with me and take a further step beyond the free content, here's how you can buy. And that's part of every email that you send. Absolutely. And it it drives sales. It does. It does. And what what you're just saying there actually just reminded me of this phrase. um, You know, people don't like to be sold, but they really love to buy. Like, so for Mm -hmm. example, I have a brand new computer um, (laughs) and crazy story. Actually, here's my old one here. No yeah. joke. I transferred it over during the week. Literally the next day, that computer died. So I have to go oh, wow. get that fixed. Yeah, literally the next day. So I, I think last time in. we spoke, you were on that old computer. Yeah, and yeah worried yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> crazy. Um, so I'm gonna, anyway, I'm going to fix that this morning. So anyway, the new computer. It was seven. This seven thousand dollars in Australian because of the inflation. Um, mm-hmm. uh, laptop. And um, anyway, I really enjoy buying tech stuff. Like I research it, I go on, it's an Apple. So I like look at all the different, um, you know, comp- comparing them. And I really enjoy that process. Like whenever I buy like whatever it is, a water bottle or like my microphone here, um, I really uh, take the time to get really good quality stuff. Like I will spend, I won't buy a lot of things, but they'll be really good quality. And I really enjoy that process, right? Mm-hmm. So um, people really... I think for everyone listening in, right, you 
great things that you love, like great products, you love like buying them, right? It's an enjoyable process because they improve your life. And that's how you really have to think about your own product or service. Like if you if you sell it, again, I don't like to use the word sell because I'm trying to <laughs> frame it as yeah. buying. But if you sell it the right way, that's how it was is going to feel to your prospects, right? And that's what we can get into is like, okay, how, what's the framework for selling the right way in a way where it doesn't feel like they're being sold to? Because you say like, right. no one wants to be pitched. Like, hey, come on Sunday because that's my pitch day. Well, no one, that doesn't feel enjoyable to people. Right. But um if you do emails the right way, you can actually make make it in, turn into a process where they actually enjoy the process of, yeah. wow, I'm really excited to get Tom's program or whatever it is. Like, yes, this is exactly what I need. Like, that's that's what your message and you, when you follow your, you know, your advice, Tom, and my advice, that's that's what it's going to do to your pros- do for your prospect. It's going right. to help them enjoy that buying process. So how do you do email the right way? What's <laughs> well, the, that's, what's uh, the uh, that's behind the paywall. I, I need charge for that information. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I have a really, uh, really simple formula. Uh, on the surface, it's simple, but it's actually quite powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, similar to yours, Tom. So I have a three-step process. It is um, story, lesson, close. Okay. Mm-hmm. So starting with the story. Now, the reason why I start with a story is for a few, few different reasons. So number one is stories are naturally entertaining. Mm-hmm. And so that's the reason why people look, you know, open up and enjoy reading the email. So if you look at um, the, the things that people are already paying attention to, like people will watch Netflix, movies, YouTube, media, whatever it is, out literally hours per day, right? Mm-hmm. And and a, and a big part of that content are stories, whether it's on TikTok or YouTube or whatever, Netflix, yep. like produce stories or literally just people's TikTok stories. Like stories in, are inherently entertaining. That's number one, right? So I want to make sure my, my emails are enjoyable to read. Number one, as numero uno, is they're enjoyable to read so people look forward to them. Mm-hmm. But the other reason why I like stories. Um, the second reason is because people, we naturally communicate in stories. So for someone to tell a story, we're already doing that. So for the listener or the person watching, um, you know, we, it's, that's how we communicate to our friends and our family, right? So this is a natural, ever since we were, you know, started to learn to, to speak, that's just how we generally communicate. So it's natural mm-hmm. for us to tell a story. Um, so when I'm like telling my clients, like, Hey, come, here's a type of story that you could tell, and they go, what's your formula? I'm like, no, just, just tell the story like you would to a friend or for, just start there. Yeah. Yes, we can do some copywriting things after it to make it stronger. Like we can yeah. edit it to make it a bit more pithy, like to the point. We can use a tool called, I don't know if you heard it, Hemingway Edit. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, like yeah you yeah, probably yeah. have. Hemingway yeah. app's great, but even ChatGPT now, you could take your email, put it in ChatGPT and say, hey, can you please make this a bit more succinct for me? And yeah. it'll just do it automatically. So yeah. um, key copywriting technique is to make it a bit more succinct. Yes, you can maybe change the opening line so it has a bit better like hook at the beginning, but just start by telling the story. How, how would you, if I was sitting across the table from you, we were having a coffee or whatever, start at the beginning of the story. It's not, you know, don't overthink it. So tell the story. And however long, people always ask, like, how long does it have to be? Well, how long is a story? Like some some stories are short, some stories are long. It doesn't really matter. Just tell the story and then we'll make it a bit more pithy afterwards. Yeah, um, I, I love that. I, I, I want to emphasize a phrase that you used. Don't overthink it. This is, yeah. uh, this is a huge mistake that so many people make when they try to get into the whole storytelling thing. And it's a mistake mm. that's that's fostered by some of the so-called storytelling uh, experts who make this so darn 
complicated, you know, my 10 yeah. step storytelling formula, or yeah, you yeah, have to yeah. understand, uh, um, the hero's journey or fry yeah. tag or Aristotle's dramatic <laughs> pyramid or all that garbage archetypes. <laughs> you don't need to worry about uh, any of that crap. Listen, listen, listen to Luke who's yeah. saying, you know, just imagine you're sitting across the table from a friend and, and tell it like you would tell it the way you speak, keep it right. simple. And, and it'll come easily to you. Absolutely. And you know, what's funny about that, Tom, like when I first started get, getting really into copywriting around 2014, 15, mm-hmm. is I used to teach like stuff like that to my clients because yeah. I loved copywriting so much. Like, no, you got to learn this technique. And over the years, as I've got better and better at teaching, I actually remove, like I've redone my program five times, my email program. I recently redid it last year for the fifth time. And each time, all I'm really doing is like just removing, like no joke, like removing content and just simplifying, simplifying and just giving people only what they need um, to get the results right. And, you know, yes, you you and I could teach very advanced copywriting skills, but at the end of the day, like I would rather you just get the story out um, have a good lesson and, and have a call to action because that's literally like 80% of your results, even 90%. Like the the, the hyper-advanced copywriting stuff, like that might get you a little bit better response, but in the, the day, something is better than like is 90%, right? That's 90% of your results. So learn, learn the simple basics that we're talking about right. here, and you're going to be better than 90, 95% exactly of the right. people who are out exactly there. Right. You're going to have the competitive edge. You're going to be better than the robots who most people are now, you know, I'm going to push a button and create an email or a blog post and, and call it a day. Yeah, you have yeah, yeah, an advantage and an opportunity compared to all those people who are putting out that same old boring blah blah blah. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be so darn complicated. Exactly right, and, and yeah. yeah, on the AI stuff, like you definitely don't want to use AI to come up with an email, but I think you should. You could use it as a tool to refine your email. Definitely. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So the um, the other reason why I like stories is uh, then they're naturally um, uh, emotional, right? So. Mm-hmm. People buy on emotion, they justify with logic. It's like, you know, 80 to 90% of of emotion. So they're naturally, like with copywriting, we're trying to stir up emotion. So it's naturally going to do that anyway. Um, Mm -hmm. Then the other huge, huge reason, which we spoke about the other day, why I love stories. And this is, so again, the framework is story, lesson, close. Mm -hmm. Stories will naturally um, explain, you know, give a very strong reason why um, someone should do something, right? So mm-hmm. people need to know the why before they want to learn the how, right? So if I say to, to you, Tom, hey, you need to do paid advertising. It's like, okay, well, what's your first question? Like, well, why do I need to do paid, paid mm-hmm. advertising? Like people want to know, like, why should I run paid ads, right? right. And, and literally what, what what I'm doing right now, we're literally describing why should you use stories? That's literally mm-hmm. what we're doing right now. We're describing yep. the why first, because if you don't know the why, um, then um then you won't want to learn the the how, right? So yep. the great thing about stories is, and maybe I can um, give an example here so you can see how it yep. um, how it works. But uh, oh yeah, here's a, here's a good one. Um, so I can read off an email quickly in a, in a second if you want. But a yeah. story will naturally create a very strong why. And then that will motivate people to take your call to action at the end. So yep. instead of like, you know, just writing a bunch of benefits, Story is actually a much stronger way of creating that why, which again, it's on the surface, story lesson close, it seems very simple, but it's it's a very strong um, way to p- persuade people to do, to, to kind of use your methodology or use your product, if that makes yeah, sense. So, beautiful. Yeah. Share that, share that email. 
Yeah. So, um, and let me just make sure it's, yeah, I think this is one. All right, cool. So this is, <laughs> this email is called the fart that broke the internet. Okay. <laughs> I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay. So this is, so basically when people ask like, where do you get your ideas from? Like, this is literally like a, a one way that you could come up with an email idea just to start off with. Right. And, and actually, I actually describe how I came up with the idea, but that's not the lesson. Anyway, here we go. For whatever reason, today, the Aussie Hermit had the urge to type into Google the fart that broke the internet. I have no idea why. I thought in my mind just said, you've got to search this. And so because I never questioned such thoughts, search I did. The results, security guard filmed all his farts for six months and went viral. Not what I was expecting. Honestly, I'm not sure what I was expecting. But I was interested nonetheless, so I clicked the link, and here's what the beginning of the article said. The internet's next viral star is a security guard at Florida Hospital who went the last six months publicly logging his sonically perfect farts on Instagram. Now the 31-year-old is poised to turn his flash-in-the-bedpan success into a lucrative brand <laughs> that can be summed up by his Instagram bio, The Fart Authority. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I actually found this pretty interesting. First, because I never knew there was such a thing as sonically perfect farts. Second, because this guy's video has amassed millions of views on YouTube, millions. And third, because it teaches us a sobering lesson about what people are actually paying attention to these days. And that's pretty sad for us coaches. Here's why. <laughs> so that's the story. Now I'm going to the lesson. Yep. Us coaches have incredible content that transforms our clients' lives. Even our free content is life transforming, whether it's our email content, blog content, podcast content, video content, we give advice that really helps. And yet many of us struggle to hold the attention of even just a few people. Let's take email, for example. Most coaches I speak with have a gr have great email content, content they spend a lot of time creating. However, they get barely any opens from that content, even though it's truly helpful. Their list tunes out after just a week or two. So what's going on here? Why is it so hard for us to get people to tune into our helpful content, but oh so easy for the fart authorities of the world to get millions <laughs> of views for their content? The answer yep. is obvious. Their content entertains. This is what gets attention these days. It's an unfortunate reality that our, the world would, would much rather watch Netflix or YouTube or fart videos than consume our content. But hey, it is what it is. The Aussie Hermit says it doesn't matter anyway. We don't need to fight this. Instead, we just go with it. No, I don't mean to say you should start filming yourself doing the one cheek squeak. That's missing the point. What I am saying is that while it's important your content teaches and adds value, what's also important, if not more so in these times, is that it entertains. Take the Aussie Hermit's emails, for example. It's not all teach, teach, teach. Sure, my emails add value, but I also make sure they entertain. I wrap all of my content in something that's entertaining. Um, that way, my prospects look forward to my emails. They open my emails when they hit the in inbox and they read my emails. And of course, they buy from my emails too. With that being yep. said, the good news is you don't have to be a comedian or a late night show host to send great emails. That's what I show how to do in my program, blah, blah. So then I go into the into the pitch. So anyway, yep. I, I, the point is like, this, see how the story instills the lesson of, uh, it's just a powerful way to instill that lesson. And then yeah, and if you, you, have if the you started in with just a lecture about it's very important to do storytelling and to be yeah, funny yeah, yeah, and exactly to right. use humor, you know, nobody tunes in, but you, you are practicing what you preach. The story demonstrates the point, then the point and the lesson wraps it all up in a nice bow. And then somebody's leaning in and thinking, yeah, this is what I want. This is, yeah, I want to know how to do this. And so by the time you get to the pitch, nobody is thinking, oh, another pitch from Luke. 
They're mm-hmm. thinking, cool, I want to learn from Luke about how he's doing what he does. There's also a really unstated and powerful lesson in this, which just coincidentally is right in line with the story that I sent today in my email. So, yeah. uh, you know, we'll we'll uh, we'll do a little email reading ping pong here. Okay. Right now. I want <laughs> to share, share my email today because yeah. because somebody listens to that and thinks, all right. You know, great, but I, I, I don't have it. I, you know, I, I'm not a creative person. I can't tell funny stories like Luke just told. But there's something about that email that's a really powerful lesson. And I wrote an email about that that brings home this lesson. So the email that I wrote today says, "How do you write entertaining, humorous content if you're not an entertaining, humorous person?" So asked a serious Sadie name change to protect the innocent during yesterday's meeting of the mastermind book club. That's a thing I run with uh, Ted Pedroma. Uh, we were discussing Joe Polish's hello kitty wallet wrote about that yesterday. Subject line, how the hello kitty effect can help you grow your biz. Joe uses humor to break the ice and build rapport. Sadie chimed in. Maybe somebody could sprinkle humor dust on me to rejuvenate my, my humor self. I'd heard this one before, the idea that creativity and humor are magic arts reserved only for creative unicorns or those who have the pixie dust. Sadie, I tend to have trouble putting humor into things. I like to have fun, but I have trouble expressing it and I have trouble inserting it even into my writing. As a result, it's hard to tell stories because I think I get too serious. Me, for people who who know you outside your business world, would you suggest you have a good, would they suggest you have a good sense of humor? Sadie, yes. Me, why do you think there's a disconnect between sense of humor, Sadie, in your non-business life and no sense of humor, Sadie, in your business life? Sadie, maybe because I think joke telling is part of humor and I don't tell jokes or jokes very well. I don't tell stories or jokes very well. I reference the funny Hello Kitty story again. Me, did I invent the joke? No. I said, here's an interesting story about something funny I read. And then I repeat the funny story that Joe Polish told me. I do that all the time. Here's a funny cartoon I saw. Here's a funny scene I saw at a movie. Here's why I thought it was funny. And then I share, and then I shared the big idea. You don't necessarily have to be the comedian. You can be the curator of the comedy. So that was that turning point from a story about a conversation I was having with Sadie to a lesson that is a really important and valuable one that Luke just demonstrated. Luke didn't just dream up a story or pull some story from his, his slice of life. Luke found an article that was really funny and shared the story. He curated somebody else's Mm. content yeah, he added some flair and some good turns of phrase and and um, his own style of humor. But it was a great example of you don't have to be this creative being who's inventing stories from out of nowhere. You can yeah. be a curator. And you weren't even teaching that point, but you demonstrated it the very day I wrote an email on it. So that's interesting. Um, and and all of the stuff about the the funny turns of phrase, like all I did for the um because obviously the farting is naturally funny, just that. But yeah. <laughs> all I did was look up dip, like thesaurus, the word fart. And so uh-huh. anytime I, was, I used the word fart in the email, I just replaced it with something like a, a slang yeah. word. So again, that wasn't me. I just like literally 
looked it yeah. up and obviously it made it a little bit more funny to use different words for, for fart. But, and there's yeah. an example also where chat GPT or an AI thing could come. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. You know, hey, give me some funny, give me some funny turns of phrase for farting or, or yeah, some yeah, good exactly similes right. or metaphors yeah. or, you know, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, um, so just a great example. And, you know, so, so people look forward Mm. to opening your emails and seeing them in the inbox. And, uh, you know, that goes to this idea of, I hear the question all the time. I bet you do too, Luke. How often should I send emails? Oh, I couldn't possibly send emails mm. every day. How do you respond to the uh, to the question that people? Yeah, because well, they're afraid that, well, I don't want to annoy my list, right? <clears throat> right. So my, my view on that is, well, <laughs> if your current email, like if you're sending whatever it is, an e- one email per week or two per week, and and you think by by increasing that it's going to start annoying your list. Well, it says to me that the emails you're sending probably are they're probably not enjoying the ones that you're sending anyway, right? Because if they right. are if they're actually enjoying the emails, then you could send them an email every single day. So yep. my thought is like, why don't you reframe it and ask yourself like, how do I actually send emails that they actually want to read? Because if you could send emails that actually want to read, enjoy reading, look forward to reading. Mm-hmm. then you could send one every day. You could send multiple every day. Like, you know, that that type of email there that's actually you know, humorous and enjoyable to read, valuable. Um, you know, people don't mind getting one of those every single day. So the question really yep. is how do I send emails that people love to read is what you should be worried about versus I don't want to annoy my list. Because if you're annoying your list right now with one email, you shouldn't be sending any emails at all. Yeah. Don't send any Bingo. Emails. Thank you for saying it. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's monthly, weekly, or daily. Right. If your emails are are boring and the same old blah, blah, blah stuff, why bother? But yeah. if you are entertaining, captivating, story, sending story-powered emails that people enjoy reading, they will welcome them every single day. Mm. They'll read to the bottom. They won't be annoyed when you pitch and offer whatever it is you have to offer, and you'll sell more. That's the yeah, bottom absolutely. line. And yeah. uh, and you practice what you preach, Luke, and you do a beautiful job. You know, I've been on your list for a while now, and, and yes. you are one of those uh, emailers who I, I look forward when that thing pings in my inbox, unless I'm in the middle of something I can't stop, I'll open the email because it it, well, uh, it brightens my day, informs me, I learn something, and uh, I'm I'm entertained. So uh, thanks, man. Well I appreciate it. that's a big compliment yeah. coming from you. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. Hey, I gotta ask Aussie Hermit, tell us the story. <laughs> this is there's really not much to it. Um, so again, this is actually comes back to. Um, so I had a couple of, so my first daughter was born in 2018 and um, I had a couple of years off my business. I was still um, like running ads for clients and stuff, but it was just more in the background. I took some time off email and then, and my own kind of coaching business. And then when I came back, I thought, you know what, like when I go back into, into daily emails, um, I'm going to, to make them a bit more entertaining, I'll, I'll, I'll exaggerate my personality a bit. And this is actually something that I learned from, um, uh, from Ben Settle mm-hmm. is um, is to just exaggerate like he does in in, in his emails a crotchety <laughs> crotchety the crotchety uh, guy right yeah. Um, yeah so I thought well what what do I do like what I don't have like this exciting life where I'm like in um, because people think to be entertaining you've got to be like traveling all over the world and have this crazy I'm just a regular guy with you know two kids and I just I spend a lot of a lot of time inside, so I thought, you know what, I'm I'm a bit of a hermit. I do like sitting at my desk. I've got you can see music stuff behind there, mm-hmm. so I like. Um, 
being a bit of a hermit. So I thought, you know what, I'll I'll um I'll call myself the Aussie Hermit and and just add that to my email. So it's just a yeah. it's just a thing to add a bit more entertainment to my emails to, so yeah. people can remember me. Um so nothing, no crazy story associated with that other than it's just a bit about who I am. Yeah, but you responded by saying, ah, oh, there's not much to it, but then you you gave a million dollar tip. And, and you know, the million dollar tip is that as you get into this, especially if you're doing daily email, you want to think of yourself as a character mm. in your stories. It's right. uh, you're not just a aloof narrator, but you are a character in the stories, and and there are qualities that um, that evolve. and And I too have learned this from Ben. I I've learned this also from Daniel Throssell, who I think is spectacular at this. That that. Um, as you get more sophisticated in this, the the emails that you're sending become almost like a serial, almost like a, a serial a series. Like you're a like it's a sitcom. People people yeah, want to yeah. know uh, what happens next. And yeah. I have characters in in my email. My wife shows up in my emails on a regular basis. I am in my emails. I have my AI copywriting robot Bjorn, who's become a character in my emails. Ah, cool. And so there's um, it's. It's not accidental that you've set yourself up as the Aussie hermit and that there's a there's a right. character that's developed around it. So yeah, not a huge and and wild story behind it, but it's a it's a high level strategy that you've just described. I don't want to let it pass yeah. without without people understanding that. Yeah, thanks. That that is true. I did I did definitely did put some thought behind it. So there is a strategy there. Yeah. Um, but not not a crazy story in terms of like, oh yes, there was this this crazy moment in my life when this happened. Yeah, I no, spent it was, it was 17 years thing. in a cave and my, yeah, 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 my exactly beard right. was down to my toes and uh, something much less glamorous, know. much less much less interesting <laughs> than that. Because we're yeah, marketers, exactly. right? So I'm always thinking like, okay, how do I how do I improve my marketing message? Is really all it was. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yep. Um, so how can people find you? And and because there's so much that we haven't dug into. And you know, yeah, um, sort of analogous to one of your emails. Uh, yeah, the you know, easiest way to you've, jump you've, on my watch my read my emails, I guess. <laughs> yeah, start start with the emails. Uh, yeah, Where so do they find them? The easiest place if you go to um sort of go to nine emailoffice.com. So that's the number nine emailoffice.com. So if yep. you go to nineemailoffice.com, you'll be able to grab a free guide there that has nine email offers in it that if you've got an email list, you can send out and, and see how you go with those to bring in some appointments or sales. Um, but then also, yeah, you'll go, get onto my list and you'll be able to read um, read my daily emails and if they entertain and you can keep reading, I guess. Um, they teach a lot of good stuff in those emails too. So particularly if you're, like, if you're a... Um, like a high ticket service professional, like a coach, um, like an accountant or a lawyer or something like that, then yeah, they um, those emails will be more relevant to you. But if not, like you know, if you like something else random, like an e-commerce store, then you can for anyone you can still see the framework that I do in pretty much every email. You'll see it: story lesson close, story lesson close. Um, yep. But the framework works to create entertaining emails. Yeah. yeah. And, and there are a lot of service professionals on my list who are listening to this podcast. And, uh, and again, even if you're not that high ticket service professional or a coach, you can mm. learn so much from Luke by reading his emails and, and you're going to be entertained. And so highly recommend that you check them out. Um, I, when I first joined your list a while back, um, I downloaded that 
the the nine emails and it's a really terrific resource enjoyed it very Excellent. very much and uh, i just love what you do and appreciate you and uh, thank you for spending some time with us today so go check yeah, out luke charlton find him online and luke i'll see you down the road thanks so much for being thanks, with Tom. us today on the story power marketing show my pleasure so those of you who listened or watched please if you liked what you heard Go and give us a five-star review wherever you get your favorite podcast, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever uh, wherever you're listening. And if you need more about how to power up your creative content to transform your content from boring to brilliant, from ignored to adored, check out Story Power Marketing, check out the free resources. And if you're not on my email list, I practice the same things we preach today. Join my email list at storypowermarketing.com. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you again. For listening to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich. If you liked what you heard today, visit storypowermarketing.com resources, where you can sign up for Tom's entertaining, informative, must-read emails, download free business building resources, and discover other opportunities to help you harness the power of storytelling. That's storypowermarketing.com slash resources to help you captivate prospects, inspire them to act, and grow your business with greater ease and joy. Also, please remember to subscribe to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich and review it on iTunes or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.